Jesus told this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came looking for fruit on it and found none. So he said to the gardener, See here, for three years I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree, and still I find none. Cut it down. Why should it be wasting the soil? He replied, Sir, let it alone for one more year until I dig around it and put manure on it. If it bears fruit next year, well and good, but if not, you can cut it down. So my name's Chris. I'm that mystery guy you guys have been wondering about. My family and I are fairly new here and we attend second service and are just beginning to get involved. Um, We started watching the services about Easter this time last year. My wife Mary and I have been married for over 16 years, and we have two amazing daughters, Elliot and Harper, and two spoiled dogs. When the weather warms up, we can normally be found outside. We fill our weekends camping and enjoying nature, woods and fields, oceans and mountains, waterfalls and caves. These are the things that fill my cup, and these are my sacred and holy places, the places I most often encounter God. To find places to explore and then make my way through them, I need a map. I need directions or a guide, or otherwise I'll get lost. I have a pretty decent sense of direction on the trail or in the woods, but sometimes I get lost, and sometimes I get really lost. A few years ago, my family and I were camping in North Carolina, It was my wife's birthday, and we decided to take a hike up a mountain to a waterfall that was supposedly there. Except we kept climbing, switchback after switchback, and as the day got hotter and hotter, we could not find this beautiful waterfall. We kept saying just a little farther to two very grumpy kids, and then we'd get just a little farther and see nothing. We didn't bring water or snacks or a map or anything else you should take on a hike on a hot day because we didn't know it would take this long. Eventually, my family, on the brink of despair and starvation, turned around, having never found said waterfall. If you think they have let me live that down or not mention it every time we go hiking, then you're mistaken. A lot of the lessons that I've learned in nature helped me when I returned to my everyday life. Getting lost can feel helpless and out of control. It can be scary, and it can feel lonely. I felt those things for years, and for a long time, I felt out of control and alone. I didn't want to be an alcoholic, but I was, and I'd become one. I didn't want my dependence on alcohol to separate me from my wife and my kids. But it did. And even in the middle of so much loss and hurt, I could not stop drinking. I was not done hurting myself or others, even though I desperately wanted to be. Now, I know God loved me in my addiction. God continued to love me unconditionally, even as I continued to hurt myself and those around me. But I also know God wanted better for me. God wanted me to feel less shame 
and less loneliness, less scared. God wanted to help me out of the wilderness I'd found myself in, but I didn't know how to find that map. I'd lost my sense of direction, and I felt lost. Now, when you're lost in the wilderness of it, it's easy to forget that addiction, of any kind, really, impacts other people and not just the addict. We can convince ourselves that one more time won't hurt anyone, but that's not the truth. Our decisions always have a ripple effect. We don't just drop a single stone into a pond without a hundred of ripples. It's the same with addiction. We're not islands, and our choices will impact others, directly or indirectly. In the summer of 2017, I was in that pit of despair, and I could not control my drinking anymore, and the effect that had on my wife and my children was hard to avoid. The tears, the anger, the sadness, and the confusion. I wasn't living in our home anymore. I had monitored visits with my kids, and I had to prove that I was sober and safe before I was even allowed to spend time with them. I was sleeping on other people's couches and in guest beds, and I was untethered. And it was, in the truest sense, a wilderness. I went to AA. I went to celebrate recovery. I spoke with drug counselors and therapists, ministers, and all I wanted to do was drink. Drinking was what made everything feel better. It's what made me feel better. It helped me to forget the past and it helped me to forget the present. I was able to drown the world in alcohol, but now it was the drinking that I could not forget. I had grown physically dependent on alcohol and I could no longer function without it. I couldn't even get out of bed in the mornings without having a drink. I said foxhole prayers, oh God, get me out of this. God, I'll do anything. God, I promise that was the last time. Anything, help me. God, please. Alcohol had ruled my life, and it made all my decisions for me. Where I went, what I did, who I spent my time with, and in the end, it had secluded me, isolated me, separated me from those that I loved. My wife was at home wondering how long it would be until she had to tell my kids that I was dead. And I was in that wilderness, but so was my family. You might be lucky enough to not have had to deal with addiction, but I can guess you've experienced loneliness or fear, anxiety, feeling unloved or unlovable, lost or helpless. And I felt those things, and I blamed God for those things. I was in the wilderness of my own making, and I begged for a map and for a way out. If God would just give me that map, It would all be over. I was sure of it. In September of 2017, I woke up in a hospital. Um, My wife had made the hard decision to call the police because I was driving drunk. The way she knew this was she had tracked my phone. I was in a movie theater, and I had been drinking, and I could not, for the life of me, get sober in the next five minutes. I was running around that parking lot, and in that time, she came and got me and called the cops. In a Burger King parking lot, I was given the choice 
I could either go to a detox facility with the cops or I could get in a car with a very angry wife and go from there. And I chose to ride with my wife who took me to a hospital. At the moment, I was very scared. It was a very scary choice for me because my wife is very angry. But it was still scary waking up in a hospital gown in an unfamiliar room. And I knew this was it. Nothing else had worked, and this was the end for me. This was not the end I had envisioned. It felt like God had left me. I had not been rescued from myself. I did not plan to live much longer after this. And now I was naked except for a very airy hospital gown in a locked medical facility. And as I walked to breakfast surrounded by people in real clothes, I knew that this was it. And I had reached my bottom. I was emotionally, mentally, and spiritually broken. I had no job and no home, no family. My wife was talking with a lawyer to end our marriage, and I had nothing left. I spent a week in that medical facility detoxing, and I wanted that to be the end of it, but my wife said, no, you can't come home. My friend said, you can't come back. I was out of options, and I checked myself into a residential rehab facility. I had a lot of free time in rehab, but I had no access to my normal vices. I did what I was told because what else was there to do? It was a whole other kind of wilderness. Sometimes the map out of the wilderness is just other people and a routine. It's trusting those ahead of you on that journey. And I didn't feel like this was the way out of the wilderness, but I had no other choices. I was out of ideas and options. So in Exodus, Moses encounters that burning bush. And I've heard the story of this strange event my whole life, and this burning bush phenomenon, um, it has always fascinated me. God speaking to Moses from a fire in a bush that doesn't burn up on a mountain. Holy ground, God called it. And I can't help but imagine Moses also being at his bottom, a prince of Egypt, now wandering the desert with his father's flock, father-in-law's flock, running for his life and hiding because he had just killed a man. He didn't have his own sheep, and now he was talking to a bush. I could relate to Moses. I had hit my own kind of bottom, and the biblical company I kind of enjoyed. A few weeks into my rehab stay, I had gotten to walking around the grounds, and behind the house was a small wooded area. Now, on this particular day, I had just learned that my insurance company, they were ending my treatment and wanted to discharge me. They were no longer going to pay. And I was scared. It was expensive, and this was the longest I had been sober in years, just a little over two weeks. I wasn't ready. I still needed constant supervision. I still had much work to do. And while wandering around this little wooded area, I found a downed tree in the back that was covered in a bright red orange fungus. The tree was just covered in it. It had consumed this tree. And it gave it the appearance of being on fire. It felt like my own burning bush. And I could feel God in the midst of my worries and my anxiety 
and all my hurts and fears say, I will be with you, just like God had done with Moses on that day. The ground I was standing on at that time felt holy to me. I'd been pleading and begging and calling out to God for years, asking to take this addiction away from me. I didn't want to be an alcoholic like my father. I had seen personally the ramifications of addiction and alcoholism in a family. Addiction ruins families, it ruins marriages, and it ruins lives. It steals so much from us. But in this moment, when I had finally gotten quiet enough to listen, God reminded me that he was with me. God had never left me, but I had forgotten what it felt like to not be alone. And I wasn't alone because God was with me. Things did not magically get better after this day. But God used people to help guide me out of the wilderness. I stayed. I made that decision with other people's help, sober people who knew how it felt to also be lost. Counselors there helped me to address the reasons for why I felt I needed to drink. Guides showed up along the path and led me when I was too tired or scared to do it alone. I did an inpatient program. I did an intensive outpatient program. I did multiple days of that, AA meetings daily, lived in a halfway house with supervision. I was held accountable for who I was. I stopped hiding and I showed up. I was given directions and I followed them when it was painful and when it was hard because recovery is painful and recovery is hard, but it is worth it. I had been in the wilderness alone for so long that I forgot how much I needed other people. I forgot that hiding and shame alienated me, that the map I was begging God for was always there. It was just in people and in honesty. I was demanding something that God had already provided me with, but I was not ready at that time to show up or receive it just yet. Isaiah 41.10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, I will help you, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. God is with us always, and when we don't feel it or believe it or see it, there are people who come alongside us and reflect God's love, his mercy, his grace, and his peace for him. For me, those people were my wife, my girls, the fellow addicts I had met, the alcoholics in those rooms that I had met, the friends and family that showed up again when I was ready to show up again too. Now, like I said before, your wilderness might not be addiction. Your wilderness might look different than mine. But the feelings are often the same. Loneliness, fear, shame, anxiety, all these things. We feel lost and out of control, or forgotten, we feel unloved and sad, and often the answer God is giving us when we care to look around are just the people who surround us. People are the map to the higher ground. People are the support when we feel tired. 
People are the guides that reflect God back to us. We just have to be willing to pay attention to that. And I'm glad that I finally did, and I'm grateful for the chance to try again each day. Thank you all.